raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 20th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. Mine's Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're joining us this morning. So this was shocking. A story from the New York Post came out, and it says that RFK Jr. has a diary. Oh, it's not just any diary. Uh huh. It's a sex diary. Oh wow. Yeah, it's 398 pages long. Well, you know, as the now late great Michael Stanley once said, "All you get to keep are the memories, Casey. Mm-hmm. You got to make the good ones last." Well, he had to write his memories down, which is in <laughs> fact what he did. Uh, 37 ladies, Yikes. 16 of them Whoa. got tens. Well, what does a ten mean? <laughs> That means that he had carnal knowledge with them. Does he detail? Yes. So there is a coded? Yes. Okay. There's a scorecard, and the ladies who are only known by their first name are coded. Okay. So so they did... They did the boot knocking if you got a 10. mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And how many of them were there? 37. That's a relatively high body count. 16 of them got 10s. So there were 36 women that he had... Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to figure out how many women he had intimate relations with. All 36 of them. Is well, it, it, all 36, but uh, 10, it, very intimately. Oh, okay. So we only All had, the way. Casey, listen Home to run. me. I feel like I'm trying to speak a foreign language with you. <laughs> how many women did Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have sex with according to this diary? 37. You have answered this question now. Well, three 10 different- for sure. 16. Well, that's a huge 16 difference. got 10s. The guy's 8 million years old. 10 is not that many at all. Well, the problem is that he was married. He said oh. that he, he grappled with his lust demons. Uh, let's go back here. Casey, sure. you, I love you, and you're a super experienced, very high-quality broadcaster, but I feel like you have buried the lead. 37 women were named in the ledger. Okay. 16 of them got a score of 10. 10 meant they went all the way. So he had sex with 16 women, but the big story and why this matters is he was married. There we go. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> what part are you having a tra- uh, <laughs> We're going to have to go through structure of a segment when we get done here. Okay. Well, his uh, this was released by his ex-wife. And okay. it was while they were going through a divorce, but the divorce never was finalized because she passed away before they officially got divorced. Okay. And he said that he was committing numerous infidelities to keep his sanity because he claimed that she was an alcoholic. Oh, uh, the Kennedys are suddenly uh, beside themselves over someone having an issue with alcohol. Well, that's an interesting take. Uh, Maybe he should learn about the rest of his family. Okay, this is going back quite a few years, too. This is going back all the way to 2001. But it's now just coming to light, obviously, because he's running for president. It's been a while since we've had just a traditional sex scandal. Uh, Well, yeah, and again, is it... Look... I always say it's in the confines of information is in the confines of the person the information is related to. So what I mean by that is this is why the thing with Trump always perplexed me that he was willing to pay Stormy Daniels. What? You mean a centric billionaire with multiple wives and publicly has already had multiple affairs, had intimate relations with a high profile adult film star? 
No way. Like that's a, that wouldn't shocking. That would like I've always wondered why he felt he needed to hide that. The same thing with uh, what's her face, McDougal, the Playboy playmate. It's already baked into the equation with you that you, that you've done that. I would say the same thing about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This is not going to in, in what. A Kennedy, a good-looking Kennedy, had sex with multiple women, many of whom were not his wife. Were, were, were not his wife. What? Well, it's well the I'm fact out that on that one. He kept a journal, though, and he gave him scores. Apparently, in this journal, there were some days that he wrote victory. <laughs> and, but you're, you're taking it the wrong way, because he wrote victory on days... He did oh, not. Oh, he didn't have sex. Okay. Yes. So you can see that he's got a lot of the Catholic guilt yeah. going into this. There was uh, one time that he was incarcerated and he said that he was in peace. He's happy because there's no women there. Well, okay. So look, everybody has demons and everybody has issues they work through. And isn't it interesting that the reoccurring theme of the Kennedy family is that while you were blessed with means and the access to means and power beyond belief or imagination to a an average person, the seeming, what seemingly came with it across the family was the inability to harness self-control and be able to enact self-control to the point where every, almost every single one of these people, the high profile, the men at least, had some sort of crippling issue or addiction or something that either crippled their career or caused them great strife throughout their life. It mm-hmm. is it is it, it really incredible. It is really an amazing thing how many of these Kennedys, and again, it comes back to, and it was our theme last hour, self-control. And they, they clearly just don't have it. Clearly, they don't. And uh, this I was surprised that it was in the New York Post. Uh, because it seems somewhat salacious, kind of gossipy, but they ran with it. Now, I will also say this in no way um, was a grift on the taxpayers. It was an issue between him and his wife, unlike his uncle, who drove drunk and left some girl to die at the bottom of a of a body of water and then lied about it and tried to, co- you know, covered it up, left her to die and covered it up and not only got to continue being a U.S. senator, became a revered member of the Democrat Party and was almost their nominee for president. At least this transgression appears to solely have impacted him and his wife and his family, which bad. I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying at least he wasn't doing it in the Oval Office like his uncle was. And at least he wasn't leaving people to die at the bottom of a murky body of water like his other uncle did. At least this was just between him and his wife. It's It would almost be surprising if he didn't have some sort of issue growing up the way that he did with is all that the tragedy. Is that because, nah, you know, people say tragedy, this tragedy. But at some point as an adult, you have to have the ability to get control of your own life and your own existence. And look, it's something that it is, uh, you know, I still learn this every day and I have seen so much growth in my own life, you know, over the past many years. But you at some point have to accept, I am not a victim. I mean, there are people who are genuinely victims, right? There are people who are genuinely victims in this world. But at some point as a grown man, especially someone like a Robert Kennedy or any of the Kennedys, you have to accept I am responsible for my own actions. I am in whatever position I am in because of things that I have done. And as an adult and as a father and as a husband, 
I have certain responsibilities that it is my job to live up to. And in the case of Robert Kennedy, now I know his wife passed away, but it appears he has harnessed whatever those issues were. And in some way, maybe he's a bit of a success story. Yeah, and, and moved on from that. But you're right. He, I mean, he does kind of play the victim in this because he does say he lost hope in his marriage and was committing numerous infidelities to keep his sanity. So he's not owning it. It's always, this happened to me, and this is why I chose this action. The, but, the, and real quick, I would just like to point out, you sure did snuggle in for that photo with him, and you two looked pretty chummy uh, in that photo together. And I maybe this explains a lot. I don't. There is no listing of me in his journal, <laughs> just so you know. So there's this Harvard Caps Harris poll. It came out on Friday, and it says that American voters overwhelmingly support restricting sex changes to those people that are 18 years and younger. It uh, includes 67% of Democrats, even. 78% of American voters support restrictions. And, well, that's the thing. What, you got to be 18 at least? You can't, you can't buy a cigarette. You can't buy a beer. You can't vote. You can't rent a car. All of these things. So why would you be able to choose puberty blockers or um, surgery that you can't take back? Okay, Casey, let's go way back in the time machine together. Like, just are you ready to go way back? How far back are we way, going? Way, way back mm-hmm. to 2015. Okay, all that, all, all that way. the way, yeah. way, way back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Imagine if in 2015 I had told you you will be on the talk radio station of record in the city of Indianapolis, WIBC. And the lead story, one of the lead stories we have chosen to do at the top of the hour, when you put your biggest news stories first most of the time, is we are going to discuss how Americans are against little kids being able to change their sexual identity. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't have believed you. That If you want to think about, when you put it in those terms, you can think about how rapidly our society has devolved, that we are even having this discussion, and it is certainly a newsworthy discussion, giving the sickos out there who are obsessed with mutilating little kids. And it is just, it is gross to even say that out loud. So 44% of the people said that they believe their schools are too focused on teaching kids gender. But 83% said they were satisfied with their children's schools. So there's a disconnect there. I think the disconnect is so many people have no idea what actually goes on in the public school. Because it used to be little junior Johnny or Sally went to school, they learned reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah, okay, maybe if you had a social studies teacher that they were, maybe there's some political discussion there, but it was by and large politics, especially in the public school, lower level was left out of the process. Now you have Johnny and Sally, who may be still learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, and they bring a report card home and they, oh, our school is, our suburban school is number one or number two or whatever. And parents say that and have no idea what that actually means. They have no idea what the that translates into, what the actual scores are, why the school's number one because of how other schools are failing. But they also don't understand because they're not actively involved in the day-to-day learning of their child because they're not asking them every day what little seeds are planted what little things every day. I mean, we've seen how this CRT stuff is now implemented in English and in math. And unless you are hyper aware 
of what your kid is learning every single day, which why which is why they're absolutely without discussion should be a camera in every single classroom in this state that is hooked up to the internet or a parent at any time can beam in and see what their child is learning because that's how they're getting away with it and that is the disconnect. 17 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this morning, the U.S. Army. They're changing the tape test. This is a fitness test where they measure. I'm curious. You could probably pass. I'm sure Kevin could pass. I don't know if everybody here on the WIBC (laughs) air staff could pass. So previously, men were taped around their na- their necks yep. and their abdomen, and women were taped around their necks, waist, and hips. Now all the soldiers, regardless of gender, they're going to be taped around one area, which is around their navel, the is, abdomen. Is this because it is becoming, because they have totally ruined, in many ways, the armed forces by bringing all this woke BS into it? They're getting It's getting harder and harder to get people to engage in in wanting to be an active member of the military, so they're having to lower the standards for people to get in. Yeah, well, it's a new way that they're calculating body fat. Oh. And the Army data says that 34% of people were passing the previous version of the test. How many? 34%. Okay. But now the new test is expected to lead to even more failures. So They're making it harder. They're making it harder, yes. Why would they do that? Uh, exactly. Why would they do that? That's really interesting. Also trending this morning, Donald Trump. Of course, he was on with Brett Baer on Fox News. They talked about a lot of different things. We've been sharing that with you throughout the morning. Here he's talking about Saudi Arabia, and he blasts Biden for the fist bump. I want to see the Saudi Arabia. I think it's terrible. We've lost Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, they're friends of mine. They're great people. The, the uh, crown prince and the king, I got along with them incredibly good. They would do anything. They are great, great people. But they've actually gone over to China now, if you think about it. Think of it. It, it was even unthinkable. If somebody suggested it during my administration, nobody would take it even seriously. Saudi Arabia has really gone over to China. China's protecting them now. We have lost Saudi Arabia. Biden goes over and does a fist pump with the king. Now he's the king, the future king of Saudi Arabia. You know what a fist pump is? Don't touch my hands because they're dirty. So he tells him, don't touch my hands because your hands are dirty. Let's do a fist pump. And he does a fist pump. Do you know how insulted they were by that? Look, we have people that are stupid running our country. He said that they were great people at least five or six times. No word on any human rights abuses 
or how they treat women in that country, but they're great, great people and they're great friends of his. It, that is fascinating, the words that he uses. And you know that's true because Trump opened up his golf course to the LIV golfers and is, it had, uh, I think, at least one tournament there. I think they're going to have an, another, if I'm, uh, maybe I'm mistaken on that. But uh, no, Saudi Arabia are not great people. There is a difference between saying, of all the bad options we have in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia is by far the most stable, and we'd much rather deal with them than, say, Iran. That's a perfectly reasonable statement, and as such, we need to we need to ensure that mutual interests are taken care of, and there are areas where we can do business together, and we should explore those. Yet, we continue to condemn Saudi Arabia's terrible record on human rights, etc., that's far different. That's accepting the reality of the situation, which is Saudi Arabia is by far the most Western-friendly government over there, and we have mutual interest, and there are areas we can work together. But that is way different than saying they're great people. They are not great people. Well, they are not anywhere close to great people. And I wonder how much of this is politics, because Trump knows this is going to be broadcast around the world, and it, he's not saying they're a pariah like Biden did. So uh, great people? Nah. Okay, maybe not the best choice of words, but is he... Why can't we, again, why can't we just have normal people who speak normally <laughs> run this country? Like, how, how, there has to be a middle ground between pariah, which is totally offensive, and not a way we need to work together. And, oh, they're great people. Can't there just be a middle ground where you can say, look... We, we don't have, agree on everything, exactly, but we have to work together. Exactly. That we have a vested interest in this country of ensuring that Saudi Arabia continues to remain a strong force over there and we continue to move them in a direction that an uh, that americans i'm just making up things off the top of my head obviously you would say it much more script than this but we continue to move them in a direction that is more in line with american values in terms of human rights issues and the treatment of all citizens yeah. wow that was so hard casey <laughs> and one last segment from donald trump he talks about the media and then he goes on and rips about the network that is actually currently interviewing him and one thing happens i find with me that i think didn't happen so much with other presidents um, call it glamorous time, call it whatever. But with me, the Times, the Washington Post, various people, even Fox, because you know I'm no great fan of Fox anymore. They fought me. They fought me very hard. Well, you got to get your word out somehow, right? They fought me very hard in 2016, very much the way they're fighting me now, very, very hard, and I won. Then they became very nice. How do you? How would you like being Brett Bear? You're sitting there interviewing the guy, and he's like, "I don't like your network." But he just lies with impunity. Fox had him on. What does he mean? He fought. They fought him in 2016. He was on O'Reilly all the time. He was on Hannity all the time. He was on that morning show. All, what does he mean? They fought him in 2016. They were his biggest cheerleaders, and yet he lies so much mm -hmm. that he just doesn't even. Just no big deal. Well, he just said it. You got to get your message out there somehow. That's why he went on CNN because he knows you got to get your message out there somewhere. Right now on WIBC.com, there's an article full of beautiful pictures. If you want to be happy, check this out. It's on the side piece, which is under blogs. Beauty within reach, the 10 closest national parks to Indianapolis. And I'm curious if you've been to any of these, Rob Kendall. <laughs> Approximately 312 million people go to our national parks, and that's the number that went last year. We created a list here of the top 10 that are closest 
closest to Indianapolis. Oh, how exciting. Leading the list, the Indiana Dunes National Park. Oh. 139 miles away. Takes about two and a half hours to get there. 2.8 million people visited the National Dunes Park last year. How exciting. And, and you know, I would love to go, Casey. However, mm-hmm. because of, well, Biden and the inflation and the Republicans in Indiana and, and the, the taxes. And the gas price I'm, going I'm, up. Yes, I'm working all the time to pay for all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I'd love to go, but I'm very busy. We're going to go and we're going to go dune boarding sometime. What, what, the, what in the world is a dune boarding? It's kind of like... Uh, Sledding just, only on sand. Oh, exactly, how yeah. exciting. Yeah. It can be very hot on your feet. Kevin and I, when we go uh, in the movie, have you ever seen the movie What About Bob? Yes. Yeah. It, in the movie What About Bob, Bill Murray wears an incredible shirt that I've always wanted to obtain, which says, don't hassle me, I'm local. And uh, Kevin and I are going to wear our don't Mm -hmm. hassle me, I'm local t-shirts as we invade the Indiana Dunes. Okay, well, you can see the entire list right now at WIBC.com. It's 1128. It's Kendall and Casey. It is 1133. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, she has urged climate activists to be much more aggressive as they plan a campaign of blocking highways and other chaotic measures. They're doing some more protests this summer. She said, if we don't get the politics we need in our legislative process, then direct action gets the goods. What does that mean, Casey? It means throwing paint on famous works of art and taping yourself to places and standing in a highway so that trucks can't pass. Uh, So she did this. It was uh, like a Zoom call, I guess. And she was giving pretty much a pep talk. And there were 125 people on the call, and they ranged from climate defiance to declare emergency and other environmental groups. And she was saying how she's working with different people, and there's still time, because in her her mind, Joe Biden has not gone far enough. Well, of course not. But she says there's still time for him to change directions. I know this. And it needs to be very clear. And I tell my residents all the time, it is still, we still have time for President Biden to reverse course. He can revoke and deny presidential permits. He can announce uh, a ban on new fossil fuel leasing. Uh, He can uh, say, this is it. We're going to do fossil fuel phase out right now, starting today. And he can declare the climate emergency that we think, we believe um, is very much, uh, again, it's, it's this, I mean, it's like, uh, I think Adam says, you say, duh. It is very much uh, uh, something that I think the American people are with us on. So there's this one group, it's called Declare Emergency, and they want President Biden to declare a climate crisis and use his executive powers to cut emissions. Well, I believe it was the rock group Foreigner who once said, urgent, urgent, emergency mm-hmm. urgent 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 emergency and these people are as ridiculous as that song because 50 years ago casey earth day was about global cooling and there was going to be an ice age if we didn't act on climate whatever and then it became global warming and that didn't take and now it's climate change you know, whatever that was, almost 20 years ago now, Al Gore did Live Aid 2.0. 
And at that time, we were informed that if someone didn't act, that within 10 years, it's always within 10 years time. It's always within 10 years time. And that was there would be polar bears floating down Indiana Avenue. It was within 10 years time, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it never happens mm-hmm. because these people are full of it. And you know what this is? This is the height of arrogance and self-absorption to believe that you as a human being are greater than God and his planet. There has been climate change, air quote, throughout the entire history of this earth. That's what it does. And one volcanic eruption, this is how stupid what these people propose. One volcanic eruption is greater than all of the fossil fuels and all the stuff pumped in the air from the cars and the trains and everything else. So what are we saying here? That we stop all this and there's one volcanic eruption, then what? This is all ridiculous. The earth goes through changes. It warms, it cools. That's what it does. It's the earth. And this is not about the earth and it's not about saving the environment and it's not about saving the polar bears. It's about governmental control and a a group of maniacal people who have recognized there are a bunch of willfully ignorant lunatics out there who will buy into this bullcrap and we can enrich and empower ourselves in the process. And what makes a woman think that she can control the earth? (laughs) With her legislation, she was speaking, and during this, she went on to say something along, she's from Detroit area, and she went on to say how she grew up, and she thought it was normal to smell like the city. You live in a city! (laughs) That's what you smell like. And if you live on a farm, you're going to smell like the animals. That's the way it goes. It it is fascinating, right? So, when I was a kid... I, I now live next to the same house I grew up in. My dad still lives in the same house I grew up in. When I was a kid, it was a they we were the last house on the street, and it was a giant field next to where we lived. And about ten years after we moved there, that house that that field became houses. And when I was a kid, there used to be mice all over the place, and you would see lightning bugs and insects and rodents and snakes and all sorts of things that came out of that field. That no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there are homes now, mm-hmm. and it does smell different, and it does feel different, and it does look different. But I do not assume, while I wish it was still a field because it was quiet and peaceful, I do not assume the world is ending because someone built a house next to where I grew up. These people are completely ridiculous. They should be laughed out of whatever room they're in, but yet not only do we not laugh them out of whatever room they're in, we embolden them and make them one of the 535 most powerful people in the entire country. Okay, well, she is one of the squad members, and she prays uh, different climate activist groups for their civil obedience actions. She's urged them to use a bullhorn, and she said, we're going to take it to the streets and demand it. There's this filmmaker Adam McKay he's pledged $100,000 to fund climate activism I guess they need more red paint and more glue but uh, Biden he doesn't even know what year it is so that Rashida she's going to be so let down this is what happened yesterday and I ask you what year does he think we're in and maybe most important, I've committed that by 2020, we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact. That We're on our way. Conservation, land and water. Uh, no, this, this wasn't like 10 years ago. No, that was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. 
He said by 2020. Now, okay. In terms of what is a more egregious mistake, getting the year wrong mm -hmm. or assuming the queen is still alive, <laughs> I'm going to go with the assuming the, the queen? queen is still alive. Yeah. However, right, it is somewhat concerning that he just does this every single day. It is a daily thing with him. Casey. Mm -hmm. Here, and this is the truth. When I start putting our template together, the one of the first things I do is there's a couple of different... Uh, social media accounts that I will scroll through who have video of things that have happened during the day. And I look for the Biden gaffe. Like, mm -hmm. I just start scrolling. And when I get a block of Biden clips, I think, what will be the gaffe today? It's every time he, he gives a speech or anything, he you, does this. You know it's coming. Okay, well, Karine Jean-Pierre just said yesterday that she's in a history-making administration. <laughs> well, maybe... Maybe they are making history. I mean, are they inventing a time machine? Biden said he wants to make an 8,000-mile ocean train, so maybe the time machine is next. It's 1141 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And uh, a Carmel man and woman, they're facing charges after a high-speed chase. They went 130 miles per hour on US 31. Well, look, uh, they got their money's worth, and I had described this on our little template. I said uh, they check all the boxes mm -hmm. in this high-speed uh, arrest, and they uh, they not only went 130 miles an hour, what's the old saying, go go big or uh, go home, uh, they also had uh, some little goodies on them when they got arrested. <laughs> yeah, little goodies meaning drugs, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, they had possession of marijuana. They had synthetic urine, just in case they had to pee for somebody. Um, they also had different paraphernalia, and so they're being charged with not only the speeding, but the possession as well. So it was a 50-mile-per-hour section of the road. They yes. were going 103. Then yes. by the time the cops got them, would they, they put strips down uh, to block them, and that's when they stopped, right before they hit the strips so that they didn't blow all their tires there. They were going up to 130 miles per hour. What is the speeding ticket on that? Okay, so as you know, one of my favorite shows is on Patrol Live. It's on Friday and Saturday nights on Reels. It used to be called Live PD, where they just take camera crews and they follow various police departments across the country. It's like cops, but it's in real time. And there are two things that I am always amazed by. Number one, the people who commit obvious infractions while having drugs on them. Like you would think, I have this very illegal stuff on me, and if indeed I'm pulled over, it will be easily found. I'm going to go the speed limit. I'm going to make sure all of my turn signals are working. I'm going to make my uh, make sure my brakes have lights on them. Mm -hmm. And yet these people, as you pointed out, doing 103 and a 50. Then the second thing that always amazes me is how anyone in the modern era like like in the 1930s in the days of Dillinger, okay, you could have outrun the cops. But in the modern era where the cop is going to have a car equal, if not better than yours, aerial pursuit, infrared cameras, how anyone in a modern era thinks they are going to outrun the police also just completely blows my mind. Well, they were driving a Ford. Was it a Mustang? <laughs> I don't know. What Ford was going? Okay, so the driver of the car, he was 22 years old. His passenger was 18. And I, they don't appear to be married uh, based on the last name here in this report. Yes. Uh, so is this a situation where this uh, dude is trying to impress his his passenger princess, the girl? And and my goodness, if you're the parents of either one of these children, the I mean, young adults, 130, you trying to kill yourself? Slow down. I mean, that's just that's ridiculous. 
Uh, I would have a heart attack. I think, Casey, you're underestimating the stupidity of people, not just who are engaged in this chase, but also very likely if you have a young person mm-hmm. who believes that it is acceptable to go 103 and a 50. I mean, that's where this started. Yeah. Have these substances on them um, and then think going 130 miles an hour is a good idea. I'm going <laughs> to guess there is some lack of parental oversight yeah. probably involved. And lack of decision-making process. It's 1144. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Standing on the corner. 11.50 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So earlier this morning, it was uh, reported that President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, secured a tentative federal plea deal. This following the investigation into a felony gun charge and also two tax misdemeanors. The White House has issued a statement. They said the president and first lady love their son and support him as he continues to rebuild his life. Is he still the smartest guy Joe Biden knows? They will have no further comment. Oh, I that's see. it. Oh. That's all they're going to say is that they love their son and oh. they will support him. Yeah. Uh, so he's still going to keep getting the five hundred thousand uh, dollars picture for the from the anonymous art for his buyers. artwork. Yes. Uh, and they love him very much. And I'm so glad that the smartest guy Joe Biden knows has pled guilty to multiple crimes and uh, he'll do no jail time. That's right. And according to tax information, he received taxable income in excess of one and a half million dollars annually in 2017 and 2018 and that's what's getting him in trouble because he didn't pay his tax well isn't it amazing again i come back to isn't it amazing that he did the two things that the left will repeatedly say are the just unforgivable things right he is a rich guy and he's not paying his fair share which you hear all the time and he manipulated the by not filing he manipulated to be able to avoid paying his fair share and he uh illegally owned a firearm by lying on his form about drug use Mm -hmm. so the two areas the guns and the taxes, the rich guy not paying his fair share, and he committed a crime with the gun, and to the left, the guns and the and the taxes are the two things, and he did them both, and are, oh, that's fine, he won't do any jail time at all. It doesn't matter what you do, if you are a Democrat, you can get away with anything. Okay, so there's still that investigation going on with the House Oversight Committee into the Biden bribery scheme. So this is a whole different situation with with Joe and Hunter. And Mike Huckabee, uh, former Arkansas governor, he was speaking about this. And not only does he go on and attack the media, he does this while simultaneously attacking the Bidens. 
Let's face it, the hits just keep coming. The more evidence that shows up, the more it becomes clear that there's some real issues uh, that have to be delved into by Congress because the media doesn't have the guts to do it. And that's a shame. I mean, it's just amazing that none of the major networks or the big media outlets like Washington Post, New York Times, they don't care. And how could they not care that a sitting president while vice president took millions of dollars in business deals that his son arranged while all the time running running for president, he lied about it and said he never knew anything about his son's business dealings and that his son was the most honest and smartest person he ever knew. Uh, I mean, this is going somewhere. And I think it's very important that the American people tune into it. And let's just hope that the Republican members of Congress continue to show the fortitude uh, to find out what really happened. And obviously, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's more bank records than there are mosquitoes in Arkansas right now. (laughs) Okay, so they've gone on to say that they've got more and more witnesses that are going to be coming out, more whistleblowers for this. I'm shocked. You know, 10% to the big guy with inflation, you'd think it would have at least risen to 11 or 12% by now. (laughs) Mm. Okay, finally, let's talk about the Indie Irish Fest. It's gone. Yeah, they announced that after 26 years, they're going to cancel. And what do they blame it on, Rob Kendall? Well, the government shutting everything down during COVID, Casey. Yeah, they said that they rely on profits from previous year's festivals. And of course, they couldn't do it during the pandemic. And they have had a hard time recouping and recovering from all the COVID cancellations. Well, it's another example. Look, an Irish fest is not someone's actual physical health or, you know, et cetera. But it is another example of how the damage the government did during COVID was far worse than the actual damage that COVID did. And from the standpoint, what I mean by is this, there's not one, the government cannot point to one person and go, you are alive because of what we did. There's not one person out there that that you can say that. Everybody who was going to get COVID, for the most part, was going to get it anyway, whether you lock society down or open it up, because a gajillion people got COVID again after you opened society back up. All this did was destroy lives. All the government action did was destroy lives. Either through drug addiction, domestic abuse, depression, and you are taking away, and the, you know, part of the collateral damage of governmental action has been the destruction of things like this that were once revered, uh, very well-respected parts of the community, events that people look forward to. They died mm-hmm. because you took it away from people. You took away people's ability to have these events, people's ability to freely congregate. Another example of the destruction that government did. Government was evil, absolutely evil during COVID, and this is another example. They were a little proactive to announce well before it typically takes place though and one last thing we wanted to bring to your attention before we uh, get out of here for today indiana workers make eleven thousand dollars less than the average american worker and this is according to the u.s bureau of labor statistics wait okay wait 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 i'm told we were a state that works okay so the average we're the the midwest (laughs) the average u.s worker makes seventy thousand dollars the average indiana worker makes fifty eight thousand dollars a year but you know who is leading the way in terms of their paycheck. The governor that's will be right. when they give themselves that yeah, big fat that's raise. Right, they gave the governor a sixty-five thousand dollars raise, but it's okay because Holcomb won't get it. Remember that was their excuse. Right. Well, Rob's overreacting. It's the next it guy. won't be Holcomb that gets it. It's the next guy. So you're you're not making as much, but your government is. Congratulations. Eleven fifty-six. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.